My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Fine and is produced by Mecco Radio. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to give you another reminder to go and check out MeccoRadio.com as well as follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Mecco Radio. That's M-E-C-H-O Radio. Can't wait to see you over there and can't wait to announce what we've got upcoming. Thanks for listening. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Claire Oster. We're going to get into why I think this later in the show, but let me just say, Claire is one of the smartest people I know. Of course, she's young, so she's just getting started, too. I really can't wait to see where she goes. And I don't think that's just my proud older brother talking. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Claire Oster, welcome to My Wax Museum. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's perfect. I love it. Okay. Uh, so thank you for joining me. This is exciting. I think you are the fifth sibling of mine to join me on the podcast, which is pretty exciting. You're also the fifth family member. Uh, I've only ever had siblings join me on the podcast. So I'm excited to hear about your life experience. And maybe that's kind of giving it away here because I I, I like to ask, how do we know each other, Claire? Do you want to fill the audience in? Well. You're my brother, so, you know, you've kind of known me since birth. My birth, not your birth, my birth. <laughs> yes, yeah. I I think I am about seven, almost seven and a half years older than you. Uh, and I remember my first, one of my earliest memories is actually going to the hospital to see you. It was a super, super hot day. And I remember I was wearing sweatpants. And I, looking back now, I don't know why, but I just, I was just in a sweatpant phase. So I remember going to the hospital with the rest of your older siblings and us coming and meeting you for the first time. Adorable little baby Claire. Uh, so with that, let's get into it. Where are you from? Um, well, I was originally born in Calgary, um, Alberta, and then... When I was, what was I, 12, 11, 10. Uh, something I was like that. 10. You were 10. I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. So when I was 10, we moved up to Lloydminster, Alberta, Saskatchewan. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been living here for the past Almost eight. eight. Almost eight years. Almost eight years. Yeah. By the time this episode comes out, it will be eight years. And you will be 18 years old by the time this comes out. Isn't that exciting? That's crazy. Yeah. Right? So, which is, is that strange to think of yourself as like crossing that threshold into adulthood? Yeah. It's uh, it's very weird. Um, it's something I don't think about too often because I could just, you know, it's at the back of my mind. But when I do, it's always a weird feeling. Yeah. And it, it is interesting. I've interviewed a lot of young adults on the podcast. I mean, I'm a young adult. I started the podcast when I was 21. And, and so not that far ahead of where you are now. And so it's, even though I'm not that far removed from the experience, I'm curious to hear that as we go through the conversation here in the podcast. 
But first, I want to hear about what it was like for you those first 10 years living in Calgary. Do you remember much of that time? I remember moving houses from, so when we were living in Cranston, I remember moving up to Cranridge Terrace. Um, and I remember that experience of like all of us getting in the van and driving over to that house and like, you know, trying to calling out who we're going to sleep in the same room with and everything and which bedroom we're going to have. And, and I remember um, first looking inside, uh, like in the room that I was going to share with Jerka and seeing um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, like the temple, not the temple, the church. Um, stack thing, the, whatever the okay, steeple, yeah. the steeple, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. I remember seeing that because you could just barely see that over hmm. the houses. Okay, interesting. That's a pretty early memory for you because you would have been six or seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, interesting. That is so interesting because I remember that as well. We Like we did the whole scavenger hunt around to and then they were like yeah this is where we're moving you know uh yeah that is so so interesting because uh, that we have like memories of the same things the same events but how they're you know they're our own they're our own perspective so growing up in calgary for a little bit at least did you like it like what was your personal experience like with the city i liked it um uh, for a little bit, I remember being on the bus, you know, for like an hour or something um, when for kindergarten in grade one. And then when they had built the elementary school in Cranston, I remember uh, going there and like it was a new school and, you know, it was close enough that we could walk. So I remember, um, you know, we would walk to school with mom and uh, and some days for lunch. Uh, she would pack up like a picnic and we would go to the park that was really close to the school um, and we would sit there and we would eat our lunch that she had packed and then you know we would play at the park for a little bit before we would go back to school so I remember um, I remember living in a nice community you know I had all my friends who were in a close distance you know like we didn't have to go far um, to visit them and everything, and then, then I remember, I don't know, a year or something before we moved, I remember multiple friends actually moving away, so by the time we had moved, um, my, some of my closest friends had already moved away. And so, what was that experience like as a little kid, seeing your close friends moving away? You know, it was hard, I think, a little bit, um, but I also, I don't know if I fully understood exactly what was happening. Um, like, I knew that, you know, we weren't going to see each other or whatever, but I don't know, as I really understood, um, you know, how far apart we would be kind of thing. That's interesting, uh, especially, I find when you're a kid, you don't have that opportunity to just, like, reach out to them. You know, you didn't have a phone. You didn't have their phone number. You can just call them up or FaceTime them or go for a drive and pick them up. And and so that experience of having friends move away is a little bit different. Whereas as you get older, it kind of shifts, right? Friends move away and you say, okay, you know, 
come visit when you're in town, right? Like come drive back sometime, do a road trip back, or I'll do a road trip to see you. What has that experience been like? Because then you eventually moved away. So what was it like for you uh, moving away from the city? You know, I wasn't opposed to moving. Like I think, like I was okay um, trying something new, you know, like my friends had left. And so like, I don't know, maybe it was just, maybe I felt like it was my time to leave too kind of thing because they had gone. So now it was my turn to move. Um, plus we had already visited Lloydminster, um, a couple of times. So I already kind of knew, um, a little bit about where we were going. So it wasn't like I was just thrown right into it. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I was okay with it. And so then like moving up there, um, what was, I'm curious, what were the biggest differences you saw? Uh, in your life in Calgary versus your your life up there? Um, well, one of the big differences was the size of house. Because, uh, we, you know, we had lived in a fairly big house, new development and everything. And then um, when we moved to Lloyd, we were renting a house. It was a lot smaller. Um, like the basement was unfinished and things like that. So, like, there was definitely a change in the living situation, but then there was also a change in the size. I mean, one of the things that we talked about the most is, um, like, my dad, instead of having to drive half an hour or an hour to work, it was 10 minutes, not even some days. Um, and, like, he, he even biked to work for a while uh, in the spring and summer. So those were those were some of the main differences. Yeah, yeah. So those are some nice nice changes as well. And also, you didn't have seven kids living in the same house. It was three kids with uh, mom and and your dad. So what then was uh, was the friend making process like? Because you came into something new, and so what was the friend making process like when you got there? The interesting thing is, so, because we were being homeschooled at the time, I didn't make any, like, I I wasn't making any new friends at a different school, um, but I was making new friends at church, and, um, like, the interesting thing is, so, my friend, who had been living in Lloyd, I don't know, for six years, or something like that, um, four to six years, she had been living there for a while. And so her friends from um, our, our church area um, had actually just moved. And she had been praying for new friends kind of thing. And so then uh, my other friend, she moved in. And then a month later, we moved in. And so... Um, my friend who had been living there for a while, she kind of just immediately, like, you know, gravitated towards us, right? Like, so I didn't have to go out looking for friends. She kind of, um, she helped pull me into that. She kind of helped force me because it took me a bit to break out of my shell because I, I was fairly shy, you know, about it. So I don't think, um, like, it would have taken me a lot longer uh, to become their friends if they hadn't helped pull me in, 
So interesting. That's really nice that you had that, you know, when you got there, that somebody was looking for a friend and you were able to be, be that friend. Hey guys, just popping in here at halftime to remind you to go and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Mecco Radio. We're going to be announcing some really cool stuff and making some really cool things happen for 2022. So make sure you go and check it out. That would be absolutely fantastic. Thanks for listening. Now, back to the show. Then, of course, you mentioned homeschooling, but I remember at one point you switched into into public school. Can you tell me about that? Because I don't uh, I, I wasn't in your head for that thought process of, of changing that. What, uh, what made that shift? Yeah, so it was about grade seven. Well, it was grade six for me that we had started talking about um, switching or maybe switching kind of thing. And then in grade, but, you know, we had gone another year. So in grade seven, we decided it was right because I was, I wasn't, succeeding as well as I could have. I had um, lower grades in uh, grade seven and um, like I wasn't understanding math. Like I was actually, we had taken a test, like a placement test and the math that they put, that test put me into was actually a grade lower. Like so I was doing grade six math in grade seven because I didn't know all of my grade six concepts, so I wasn't able to move on. Um, but then, um, when I went into public school, um, so at first we were looking at schools in Lloyd, you know, we had gone, we had actually registered for school and I had gone to the uh, one middle school and we had gone and picked out our instruments that we were going to play because um, we know we knew the band teacher there so he let us come and try out all the different instruments kind of see what we had wanted to play and I um, I chose to play the bass clarinet so we got to take it home because um, he had an extra one and I practiced and everything but then um, we decided to move out to an acreage um, and so we moved to an acreage and started renting an acreage. So then we had to find a different school for me to go to. Um, and so then uh, we decided to go check out Kit Scotty. Um, and so we had gone into the school. It's kind of it's kind of funny. So all of the teachers were in a meeting, um, but the secretary she uh, she gave us a tour around the school. But the, they had a power outage, so it was kind of dark in the school, so you couldn't see everything. But she still, she took us around the school, and it was a tiny school. Like, it's a circle. Like, you just, you just walk in a circle, and like, so you can't get lost. We make jokes all the time that, like, oh, you know, don't get lost. And they're like, I'll try not to, but it's just a circle. Um, and so, yeah, we decided that that was a good school to go into. Um... And so, like, on the first day, I met the secretary, and she took me into the gym um, where the students... So in the gym, um, every year they had... Sorry. They had the tables set up um, where you would go to the one with your grade on it. You would pick up your schedule. Uh, you would pick up your locks and what locker number you were. 
and everything and then um you know you could go from there but because so this was grade eight so i um i didn't know you know exactly what to do so the secretary she helped me out she took me into the gym and then she found um one of the students um who was in my grade and she actually i don't know her locker is really close to mine because they go alphabetically Oh, okay. Um, and so, you know, she helped me, uh, you know, find my locker, you know, understand how to work the lock and everything. Um, and then it kind of, I was really shy, you know, because, you know, you're thrust into this new situation. You've been doing homeschool for the past four years and now you're, you know, you're going into public school. But then, um, so I was you know, I was crouched down, putting my stuff in this locker, and then, um, uh, like, a group of uh, people approached me, and it kind of felt like they were sizing me up a little bit, like, to determine, you know, if I could fit into their group or whatever, yeah. but, you know, that I mean, they just introduced themselves, so that's, like, <laughs> that's all that was. We're all, you know, we're all friends in, you know, in my grade, but it was just kind of funny. That was just the feeling I got. Um, and then I honestly don't remember this happening, but my friend talks about it all the time. Um, she just decided that I was going to be a part of her friend group. <laughs> um, like she just, she came up to me and told me that we're going to be friends. That's funny. <laughs> um, yeah. And I mean, again, this was another situation where, um, their friend had just moved away and then I had moved in, so then I came into their group. Um, but it was really nice to, you know, again, be pulled into a friend group because I was able to, you know, at lunch, I was able to hang out with them, you know, um, instead of not knowing where to sit, you know. Um, but I think ultimately I was excited for the new experience because homeschool wasn't working for me anymore. You know, it worked when we first started, but it wasn't working now. And, like, I, uh, you know, my first year in public school, all of my marks were high 90s. Aside from gym, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not athletic, so <laughs> gym is just always going to be the lowest mark. But, like, my lowest mark was a 94 in my core subjects. So, like, it just public school was the right choice uh, for that moment in my life. Yeah, I like how you say it was the right choice for that moment in your life because I think we need different things at different times and for different reasons and and to get us through different moments. And so I, I really like that, that you put it that way. You mentioned math was not your strong suit, um, but there is something else. There's another subject that's that's your strong suit. And uh, that is reading. Am I am I correct in in saying that? Yes. Yeah. Reading is definitely one of my strong suits. <laughs> so, uh, I I'm curious before we start moving forward and looking into your future, I want to hear how you got into reading because most of the rest of us in our family we all read, but we're not as insane about it as you are. So. Tell me, how did this happen? How'd you get so into reading? 
Honestly, I don't know. I think I found the right thing to read, and it just happened to be words. Like, it just happened to be reading everything. Like, um, like I, I don't know. I've, I've always been a fan of books. Like, I've, you know, like in, in school when we would read books, like in grade three, we would read stories and, like, I was invested in what had happened, you know, in the story. So I just, I loved reading. And when we were given reading time, it was very rare for me not to choose to read, right? And, um, and like, I've just, I'm always reading because I think I connect with the characters in the books. Um, because when you read, if you are reading the right thing, um, you find yourself either watching it firsthand, like watching what happens in these stories and happens to these characters, um, or you're living it, you know, like you're that character that they're talking about. You're the one who's standing, I don't know, on the battlefield, holding a sword, like ready to fight you know, for your, your community or whatever. And, um, and so I think I connect, um, with the characters because like for me, you get to live a thousand lives if you read books, you know? I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I, I have a huge admiration for your passion and love of books. And before we start looking at your future, do you want to plug your podcast? Because by the time this comes out, as long as if we're good for a season two of your of your show, we'll be on to season two. So do you want to give a little plug for Open Books with Claire? Sure. Um, yeah, so I started a podcast, Open Books with Claire. Um, on Open Books with Claire, I, uh, I get to have a guest host on there and we get to uh, discuss the books that we're reading. So uh, we pick a book. Um, you know, and then we get to, we talk, uh, we give a bit of a plot summary just so people know kind of what's happening in the book if they haven't read it, but still want to get it, like dive deeper into it. And then, you know, we dive into that book. We talk about the characters and, you know, sometimes we talk a little bit more about one character than we do another. Depends on, um, how important we feel that character was. Um, and I really, I really love it. You know, I love, uh, being able to do this podcast because it gives me a chance to share my love of reading to people who want to hear it, you know, like, I mean, sometimes, you know, I can be overwhelming with how much, because like when I read a book, I read a book, like everything about the book. Um, so it just gives me an outlet to put, you know, all of this knowledge about books. So yeah, you know, if you want to check it out, open books with Claire. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll have a link to it down in the show notes. And maybe this, maybe this is just me being a proud uh, big brother. But do you want to tell people how many books you read in 2020? Okay, so I read in 2020, you know, I read close to 200 books. 
Yeah, that's right. My sister is a genius. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not even kind of come close to that. Claire is picking up the family average. If we, if we like took a family average of how many books we read on average as a family every year, it would be super, super high, but only because you read that many books. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is, that is amazing and never ceases to impress me. Uh, the conversations you have with your co-hosts are also really insightful and really interesting, the things that you get to, and you can tell there's so much passion for, for books, for just stories. Uh, coming through and uh, and so I'll have links so that people can check that out in the show notes but of course looking towards your future for kind of the last 10-ish minutes of the podcast here what uh, what are your plans you're you're turning 18 soon by the time this comes out you will be 18 you're graduating you're like what what's next what what's uh what's adulthood gonna be all about for Claire <laughs> um well um, Education-wise, I'm hoping to to work towards completing, well, to work towards starting and then completing um, a Bachelor of Health and Physical Education. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I'd be majoring specifically in athletic therapy, if possible. Uh, Interesting. So that's, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. Um, and you know, lead into a career in that field. Yeah, and what what is it that draws you to that? It took me a while to figure out, like, exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I've spent the past few years going back and forth on, you know, what I want to do. And in the past, like, year and a bit, maybe two years, um, I've come to realize that I have a passion for... Um, physical health, you know, like I, I'll do research on different um, fitness programs or, you know, workout routines um, and how they're supposed to help your body, how they're supposed to um, work with your body. And now, you know, like I'm in bio and in bio we talk about, you know, how the human body works, how it can help repair itself and things like that. So I just I've I've discovered that I have a passion and a love um, for the way that the human body functions and the way that we can help it function better. That is really cool. That is really interesting. And is there is there a specific uh, school that you're that you have in mind for taking that track? Um, well, I have applied to Mount Royal University in Calgary, and I'm just kind of waiting to hear back you know very nice and it mount royal's a, a great school from what i hear our other sister alandra uh studied there and she might end up going back there actually um is what she's been telling me uh so that's really exciting sounds like you have some cool things cool things coming up where down the line do you where else do you want to see your life take you I want to continue, like, improving, you know, like, my my brain, you know, kind of thing. Like, learn different things. Um, I think it would be cool to learn, like, different skills, too, you know. Like, I honestly, I've always thought it would be cool to learn things like gymnastics. 
but then I'm always like, well, you know, I feel like I'm too old to start, but I'm, in reality, I'm not, you know, not yet, anyway. <laughs> not ever. Yeah. 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 Why not? Never too late to start. I think it's really cool to hear, you know, your love of learning, right? It's not just that you like reading books because you like to escape. You like reading books because you like to find other perspectives and other experiences. You mentioned living a thousand lives through books, through reading. And and it seems like that has come in into your own life and in your own interests as you move forward and continue to develop, looking to learn more things and gain more skills and learn more about how the human body works and how we can work with it to improve it and to improve as individuals. But then also you mentioned your, in our quick questions beforehand where, where I asked you, uh, I asked you about your bucket list and you mentioned going and seeing ancient ruins and going and learning from those people there. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what, what has drawn your interest to ancient ruins and to the ancient cultures like that? Yeah, I think it started um, a little bit when we were in homeschool uh, because because we were homeschooled, you can pretty much, like, you can work with the Alberta curriculum or you can kind of mix it up a little bit, right? So we decided with our social studies, what we were going to do is start at the beginning. So we started at the creation or, you know, um, and then we kind of worked our way through the years, through the ancient civilizations. We worked up to medieval times and then, uh, you know, we were looking at a little bit of U.S. history, Canadian history and everything. And I think that helped spark my, my love of ancient civilizations because for me, um, I just love reading about, you know, what was going through their heads, you know, like they were such, they were living at such a different time than what we're living in, but they still had so many, um, like good ideas and good ways to, um, run their systems and everything. Um, plus I'm a, I'm a big fan of mythology and like legends and everything, because all legends have some semblance of truth to them. You know, like they're born from something, you know. And so, you know, in places like Greece and Italy, um, there's a lot of that mythology that's kind of intertwined with their history. Um, and so I really like hearing those stories and things like that and then tying them to actual places. Yeah, I love that. I'm super excited to see where where these paths take you as you continue to grow as an individual and and now as you kind of it's a new chapter, right? You know, you're getting to be an adult and you're you're getting to be grown up, uh, which is super super exciting. And so I have one last question for you. This is a question I ask every guest at the end of every interview. I do on my wax museum. And that is at the end of your life, when you've 
done all of these things. You've gone and seen ancient sites. You've done gymnastics. You've, uh, you've done school and become, you know, and, and worked with people in, in uh, physical therapy or whichever path you choose to take with that. At the end of your life, when you're looking back on all of these experiences, what do you think are going to be the things you look at with the most pride and satisfaction about your life? You know, I think it'll be the things that I tried, you know? Like if I go out and go travel to all of these sites and then I look back, I don't know if it'll really be all of the memories that I look back on and be, you know, fond of, but it's more the fact that I actually took that step to go travel, you know, that I wasn't, I didn't let fear hold me back from what I wanted to do. I like that. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that with me, sharing your experiences with me, and also for being my little sister. And with that, I just want to say thank you once again for joining me. And thanks for having me. And thank you, not just for listening to and supporting the show, but also for listening to the people around you. Remember to make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco.